turn me down a little bit? Just a little bit, because you be booming. Burn you the metro here or should I lean in? You should lean in, son. Okay. Or move. Can, I, I like this. Let me, uh, can you adjust the yeah. mic to him more? Like, pull it out, son. Um, oh, like adjust like the, adjust the, the mic, okay. yeah. yeah. That table is really tricky. Oh, there yeah, there we go. Now we on. That's not that, that's so, much. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. And then you have to turn the bass towards the mic, wherever its direction it's in. Yeah. What is the? What is this? That's perfect. Is this cool? That's cool. Right. Right. You so in there. Yep. Let's see if I can adjust this. Was it still halftime? No, they in the third quarter now. It was about 12 minutes into the third quarter. Or 12 minutes left into the third quarter. 
So we just basically like came in, act like we own, like like we just owned the place. We came in, we had our bags and stuff. We was like, hey man, we here for the uh, workout. They was like, oh yeah, all right, come here. Security walked us down there. We went to the room and stuff, got our stuff. We was in there, you know what I'm saying? So we we on the field, we on the field, we stretching, we warming up. You know what I'm saying? We doing, we getting ready. We getting ready. I'm, bro, I'm like, bro, I'm about to run the fastest 40. Bro, I'm about you to, already broke a sweat? Man, bro, I was already sweating. I did my karaoke's. I'm in there. I'm I'm ready, bro. I'm I'm ready, bro. I'm about to go hard. I got my little DVD on me in case, in case they want to know. They want to see some films. I got my DVD like from, from college and stuff. Like, hey. And, uh, and I think I had like, some arena games on there. So I'm like, yo, boom. Check me out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the guy comes up. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, who are you? He like, uh, so who are you? I'm like, uh, what's up, sir? My name is James Abrams, man. I heard about the workout. Here's my DVD. Dude sipping coffee. He like, um, uh, unfortunately, we can't let you work out. And I was like, you said you, you, could, you, said you could try out. I was like, he just was like, no, we can't let you work. I was like, I'm like, sir, man, I'm here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a D1 athlete. I play arena. That was my boy. Come on, man. Like, give us a shot. Mm-hmm. He's like, sir, we can't. And so then he was like, uh, security. Oh, <laughs> he was like, security. He's security. Security. And they came and got us up out of here. Oh, but look, man. though, security guard respected us, though. He was like, hey, man, I respect, like, kind of like showed us love and yeah, just, you know what I'm saying, scores out. But he respected our, like, little hustle. But yeah, we had to get up out of there, though. How does that process work? Like, sneak? Because that's not the first time I've heard of anybody sneaking into a Browns tryout camp, whatever. I mean, like, I- you just kind of like know the dates, like you kind of like know like um, certain things are happening, and then like um, <clears throat> you're missing a key step. The first step is you have to at least remotely look like you're there. You're supposed yeah, to be there. Right, right, right. Right. Like, right. If I walked in there, they'd be like, yeah. "Are you part of the the, the athletic trainers or something?" <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but it's it's so crazy because everything kind of comes full circle. I so like I got the opportunity. To be an actual Browns football player in the movie, though, wow, oh, draft, which was funny in draft day. In draft day. So, yeah. so I played a Browns football player in draft day, and it was cool because I got to actually be in the locker room Did you where anybody? where the Browns gear. Yeah, so I, so I was on the um, uh, Hayton. Uh, TJ uh, Ward, okay, those guys. We was all like linebackers. Did you meet Kevin Costner? I met Kevin Costner. Oh, hey, that? yo, Kevin Costner is a, is tall and and fit. Is like, he? yeah, I'm like, I'm not thinking he can be an actor. Most most actors are short, mm-hmm. but he was like yeah. life size. Like, oh, he real, has like that prototypical quarterback size. Yeah, yeah. yeah he looked real life size. I met Chadwick Boseman at the time too. Oh yeah, Chadwick Boseman yeah, was yeah, really man. I tell you, he was the coolest dude, bro. The coolest dude. Mm-hmm. So we, I spent like four days filming with them. So we spent four days filming. So we, I was an Ohio State football player, and I was a Browns football player. <laughs> they, they they used me for for both roles. Nice, so nice. Um, Chadwick, we kind of got cool. I, I didn't act like we was BFS, but we got cool. And he just invited me, me and a couple other guys out. And we ended up hanging out at a Barley House. Oh, nice. Oh, house tonight. When, when we got done shooting the football scenes, we ended up hanging up the bill. He did. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah, he did. He bought yeah, them bottles. Right, right. He bought them bottles. <laughs> that, he was getting that real actor money. You know what I'm saying? I was saying? making sure he hit you up with one of those like rookie hazing <laughs> But look, though, I, hey, I ain't go front. I was making over $700 a day. Still shooting. That's yeah. Hey, I was doing $700 a day. Four days of shooting, $700. I'm like, yo, that's. We was eating. To, to act like, you know, something that I do all the time. I do all the time. Hey. Only thing was they had me on kickoff. 
We had to run on that field. A whole bunch of them. And, and, and they shoot. <laughs> and they shoot that scene. They sh- they shoot scenes about twenty times. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, oh this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm like. Coach. You were you were like cut. Like, you can't say that. <laughs> cut. Lunch. Lunch. Hey, you can tap. tap. <laughs> like um, let's do it again. Onside kick. And of, Onside cor- kick. and of course, the guys who shoot in the movie never played it down. Of course, oh, yeah, yeah. Never done anything athletic, so they don't know how tired we are. We down there, and I had to I had to so on kickoff, and I had to hit. Uh, I had to hit. Uh, you remember Steve Sanders? Played? Yeah. Yeah. Steve Sanders. Yeah, I had to hit him like. Yeah. Like he's a cat guy. Every time, yeah, had to hit or no, him. B, or BG. BG. Played BG. Had to hit him every time. So I was like, man, I'm exhausted. So I'm like, bro, we gonna fake on these last couple of hits. He's like, I, yeah. He's like, who you telling? So if I, if I, you you could are you visibly noticeable in yep. any scenes? Yep. Uh, and all the football scenes, I'm, I'm noticeable. I'm and, me too. And I'm noticeable on the uh, last scene when they breaking it down. I'm the one like yelling like. You know, you know, I had to uh, be extra. I, mean, that's, that's I had true. to be extra. Right, be extra. But enough about me, man. Forget right. all that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Sheesh. Damn, that's like eight <laughs> minutes, right? But uh, shout out, we got my boy Brandon Player in here, quality work boxing coach. Man, hey, y'all, give it up for BP. Yo, so BP in the building. Yes, sir. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into boxing, and, and um, like where are your roots? Man, so it's funny. I um, it's nothing really drawn out. It's it's, it's funny, but it's nothing really drawn out. Um, in high school, you know, you play fighting, sometimes real fighting, whatever. The janitor at the time there was a boxing coach at one of the recs in Cleveland, and uh, he always used to say, "Man, y'all don't know what y'all doing, man. Y'all play fighting. You need to go somewhere." They really know how to fight. So, um, you know, a couple of guys uh, from the neighborhood, we took them up on this offer. You know, we went on down there. Mind you, I'm about 15 or so. So, um, in boxing terms, it's not late, but it's not, you know, early. It's not ideal. So, um, that's literally how I fell into boxing. Um, I went up there, fell in love with it, and only about two of us, uh, two to three of us stayed with it. And... um, you know, I stayed with boxing for a while. At the time, you know, I'm still playing baseball too. Baseball is a sport. So um, I played baseball, going to college, everything. Slowed down on boxing, kind of put it to the back burner. Never really said I'll leave it alone, but I just put it, you know, put it in the back. And um, you know, things happen. I moved down south, and I can remember seeing this boxing gym. It's called Doraville Boxing Gym on the way to work, on the way to and um, back home from work. And I said, man, you know what? One day I'm just going to go in there. And I said, um, when I go in there, I'm just going to work out. I'm not going to really ask for anything. <laughs> just work out. I just wanted to get the feel back because obviously I missed yep. it. And um, a guy down there, he was training his son. He said, uh, you ever boxed before? I said, yeah, but, you know, I never competed or anything. Just, you know, kind of did my thing until I, you know, moved away or whatever. I said, man, I think I could work with you. So I said, okay. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, man, we in this hole in the wall now, but man, I'm, I'm going to have a big, nice gym, and uh, you and my son go work. I got a couple other guys I'm working with. I said, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, just kind of not really brushing them off, but, yeah, okay, you know, you don't got to yeah. sell me a dream. And then, um, you know, I kept working with him and everything, and, you know, he liked my style. I was easy to work with. And um, it was time. He said, man, I got the gym. Let's go. 
let's go. So, um, yeah, man, I started, you know, training with him. I picked up the love for boxing, started competing, finally. Mm. And, um, man, I can remember just, I used to get my ass kicked on, man. Uh, sorry if I'm cussing. Yeah, are you, are you yeah, good? Okay. We cuss on here. But, but yeah, man, I, oh, man, I used to get whooped on, but that was some of the most humbling uh, experience that I had ever had, especially at the time. And, um, you know, uh, once again, you know, life happens. Uh, ended up having to move back up to Cleveland, you know, basically a fresh start again. Once again, boxing's put on the back burner. And at this time, from what I learned from my coach down south was, uh, his name was Lincoln Buzz, by the way. I learned how to approach the game from a cerebral standpoint, especially since uh, he was a guy that made a lot of sense. He used to talk to you real raw. And, um, you know, James can tell you now. <laughs> that's, 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 you that's saying that's hilarious because yeah. that's, definitely, that's definitely your approach. Yeah, man. Definitely I, your approach. It's real raw, but it makes it easy to understand. So, um, you know, jumping into getting into the coaching game, I say I can make it understandable for an eight-year-old or an 80-year-old. Mm, mm. That's it. Um, I'm not trying to be the smartest man in the room because you end up confusing not only uh, the person but yourself. Mm. So just make it real simple. And, um, you know, I just started to grow, learning, working with different people because, you know, at the time I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm used to moving a certain way. I'm used to other boxers moving a certain way, but then when I started to make it a brand, it's like, dang, man, people really can't do what I can do or what other people around me can do. So I think that in itself made me a better coach because I had to stick to the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And the fundamentals is what you can rely on. So mm -hmm. the first thing you learn is what the first thing you can rely on. Mm -hmm. And um, man, uh, even in the mix of competing, I always still wanted to coach. It was just something about teaching people and helping people that always stuck with me. And um, shoot, man, years down the line, here we are, man, making this thing happen. I've, man, I've built guys from scratch. I'm talking about no boxing experience, some even no athletic experience. And then just watching these guys and girls um, grow as fighters, man, that's, that's, that's what really, really hits me and says like, I'm, I'm I'm in my purpose. Yeah, yeah. I can I can appreciate. Um, I'm I'm actually uh, I'm fascinated by um, individuals like yourself who can mm -hmm. take what they've learned their craft and um, apply it to a young person or someone who's on the the opposite side of life. Mm -hmm. Not on the opposite side of life, but you know, what I mean? you know, older in age yeah, yeah, um, from different experiences. Yeah. That to me is uh, is a reflect reflection of. Um, the mastery that you have, mm -hmm. um, the craft that you have. Oh, it's you definitely a craft. Yeah, you, know, you really use the keyword craft. Now you, so you said you you started, you got introduced to box to boxing when you were a teenager. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Cleveland area. Yeah, Cleveland area. Okay. Uh, so there's a wreck, Thurgood Marshall wreck. Oh yeah. Off Huff. Yeah, that was my first boxing gym. Um, what what do you what what's some of your experience with like, uh, I, I guess some of the the younger people that you've worked with and some of the uh, situation that they've come from. Like, are there kids that you've worked with that you could say, oh, I, I understand where you're coming from, similar situation? Um, not, not as much because, um, you know, when I was doing it, I was sneaking to boxing. My mom didn't mm. know I was boxing until I was 19 years old. Mm. So you're talking, you know, give or take four years. 
Um, with the kids I work with now, all their parents, you know, sign up. And it's a thing that they either, either the kid wants to do it or the parent wants the kid to do it. And, you know, in my case, hopefully it's mutual. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really run into um, situations like that. Like, man, dude, like I was literally still in my mom's car ready to go <laughs> do boxing. Like, so it's a it's a little different. Yeah, yeah it's a little different. So you must have been good if you if you went with uh, without it being known for four years. Boxing, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, if I came up with a bloody nose, my mind would probably be. Bro, bro, you know my story. Like I was, uh, I was older. And I started doing like mixed martial arts and stuff like that, yeah. just because mm-hmm. like um, I don't know, being in corporate America, being the only like black guy in the office, it just gave me like anxiety for some reason. Like I don't know what that was, like doing presentations and stuff like that. So like I was a big fan of like Anderson Silva at the time. So I was like, I'm gonna go to this MMA gym and kind of like get grounded. Like that was kind of like my thoughts. Like I'm gonna get grounded through martial arts, kind of figure myself out. And I remember I started getting kind of good. I started sparring and doing my things. So I'm like, all right. So I think like. Kind of like how strong stylists do. They like to do you. They like to get you signed up for like. Once you start sparring, they can be like, okay, we're gonna do Golden Gloves. Then Golden Gloves to do a jiu-jitsu tournament. Jiu-jitsu tournament, then you do an amateur wrestling match. Like it's like you gotta do all these okay. disciplines before you kind of like yeah, yeah. get your first um, um, MMA match. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what we was doing. Uh, so like I was training for the Golden Gloves, <laughs> and I came home and I had two black eyes, and my mom was like. Baby, what? Come on, man. <laughs> she ain't seen me, so. But I was like, hey, I felt good because I actually was having a good week, like sparring week. I just, you know, what I'm saying, I just had mm-hmm. two black eyes. Like mm-hmm. we been, we had just been working a lot. She's like, babe, you got two degrees. You need to stop this right now. Da, da, da. Like, I'm like, man, like, dang. I'm like, I'm so close, mom. But you know, um, I kind of was like, all right, man. Like, I, I, I let it go, but I let it go because I'm like, man, like. I saw like how some of the boxers, no disrespect, but they were kind of like struggling, like yeah, just yeah, financially. Yeah, like yeah, I was just sure, like, man. I can't like, <clears throat> I can't really turn this into profit. I'm making like, you know, what I'm saying, 50k a, a, a year. I don't really want to lose my job. Like I'm just like, all right, man. I kind of got what I wanted to get, but but I'll never forget. I did gain a lot from boxing, but I, I will tell you, like, he must have been good because if him not to have, like, a bloody nose, no, bro, no yeah. black eyes, no nothing, and to get away with it. Well, to be fair, okay, look, look to be fair, um, I went to I went to Kent State. I went to college at 17, so two years right there. Um, mm. The two years up until 17. Okay, I was doing okay, right? And then, you know, the other two years before I ended up leaving, um, you know, I'm in college and then I ended up moving to Atlanta. So, yeah, she didn't really, she didn't find out until I was like back into boxing. So you've done Golden Gloves before, right? Yes. And you won, right? Yeah, 2021. What what class was that? What weight class? Oh, uh, one fifty two. One fifty two. So you won going to two two thousand twenty one. Wow, that's kind of recent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as a, as an older guy. As an older guy, yeah. yeah. Did you did you see your business take off in a different way after that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I can say that um, because it has you know a little bit more legitimacy to it. You know, even though when you listen to me talk about boxing, there's a lot of legitimacy there. That's something I could literally talk about all day. All day. Um, but you know, when people see you win and, you know, your name gets, um, more familiar, your face gets more familiar around the community, uh, it, it definitely make people say, Hmm, let me see what's going on with you. You know? So I'm, I'm curious you said basketball or I'm sorry, baseball yeah. was your, that was my first love, man. Okay. Um, that was actually the sport I was best in to be honest with you, which makes yeah. sense. 
because boxing and baseball are both very cerebral sports. Um, What what position? So I was a pitcher, um, catcher, shortstop. Okay. Yeah. He played all. He played all the action spots. Exactly. All the action. Because 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 I don't feel like I feel like baseball is boring. (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to like, like so, but you played the positions that's actually exciting Be, because that's the only that's all the action. Every outfielders, man, outfielders be chilling. They be back there blowing bubble gum, <laughs> chilling. They be chilling, man. Two outs. That's they be chilling. Yeah, yeah man. but listen, listen, listen though. Say you get one ball your way mm-hmm. in the Y'all sixth inning. And you got ready. someone on second base, and you're slacking. Ready. You, that could be the difference between the winning run or, you know. How do you not pull a hamstring? Because <laughs> you've been sitting there chilling the whole time. You got to keep yourself loose. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep yourself loose. That's why you see guys just kind of looking like they're just in space, just keeping their body loose. Now, I will say this about baseball, and I've actually learned this with my daughter um, playing t-ball. And uh, actually, one of the guys made a really good point. When you get your kids into baseball, t-ball, softball, whatever, it gives them a certain amount of discipline mm. because you can, and a certain amount of focus as well. Because yes, it's true, you do not get a lot of action, but when it comes, you have to perform. Right. So you cannot just be off in the space mentally. You have to be locked in mentally the whole time. And you might not ever get the ball. You might not ever see any action in the field. But having that focus is really good, and it it teaches kids how to focus. I've watched that happen with my daughter. Man, it's, it's man, it's amazing. She's gonna all. She was always gonna play softball okay. or whatever because she's been hitting the ball since she was two. She's four mm-hmm. now. But um, even just watching that and then hearing the confirmation from uh, one of the other fathers, I say, yeah, she's just even to have her focus and yeah. have that discipline. I, I'm gonna have her in t-ball, softball, but nice. Not, yeah. I'm not I'm not a hunter by any stretch of the imagination, but I can imagine uh, baseball players would probably be really good at hunting. Same thing. Because you could be out there four, five, six, seven hours and not get anything, or you might get you yes. might get a deer or. So that's know. probably my. I got a little ADD, so so like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So baseball didn't really. Good. Football is good. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Stop. It's bing, 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 stop. And it's kind of, and like especially at, and I was telling him like we were talking about before I was like bro like. And football, as a linebacker, I had to read so many keys. Mm-hmm. I had to read a fullback. I had to read this tackle. I had to read this tight end. And I had to read these splits from this wide receiver. I had to watch the helmet of the offensive lineman. Is he coming down? Is he coming up? Is it a pass? Is it a run? And all that stimuli helped me, like, it, it, it like, kept me calm. Like, I was like, okay, I read this, this. I, re- I remove here. I react here. I put this hand up. I take this jab step or open this hip. Like, it just... And like that kind of worked for me. That's probably why like I love fighting. I love yeah. things that's like all yeah. about action and pace and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But also paying attention to detail is something that you like. And that's what I like to stress to anybody I deal with when it comes to boxing. If you don't have the ability to pay attention to detail, there's only so far you're going to go. And it's not that far. But I don't understand why you wouldn't want to pay attention to detail in boxing when you could literally get punched in the you face. Would be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. Like, um, like, why would you not want to pay attention and protect yourself? You would be surprised, though, man. A lot of people think boxing is a one-way street. <laughs> I, I can punch you. They don't think about getting punched. You're going to get punched back. You're going to get punched back. That's the last thing that, yeah. that, that, that crosses their mind. 
Ironically, right? <laughs> but you have to pay attention to detail. So even if you listen to, because I'm a person that pays attention to detail uh, with everything. So even just listening to James talk about all these things that he's looking at before the ball is even snapped, I'm thinking about how well he pays attention to detail. <laughs> like, is the helmet up? Is the helmet down? How many fingers are in the ground? You know, <laughs> things like that. That's paying attention to detail. And, of course, being good. <laughs> at, the, at your position yeah because you can know what's happening but if you don't have the ability to stop to it go, it's right? yeah. no difference exactly. or the wheel so like the, the thing about uh, I was listening to this interview and it was talking about will and how you develop it and build it the guy said the name he called it it's an actual it's an actual part of the brain that's in your brain that's kind of like it, it's like the wheel builder and so it actually can grow and it can actually shrink so wheel is an actual thing in your brain that can be built I don't know the name of that brain part yeah it's a uh, I, and I probably guy, can't spell it or say talking it. about it I think I saw the same video where he's, he's saying that you, you can you can build up your will by doing things that you don't that you do don't want to do and continue continuing to do that will build that part of your brain yeah. up you can actually yeah. build your will and so, so in football, it's two different times you have to build your will for sure. And that's on contact and conditioning. Because okay. con- contact is once you hit somebody bigger than you and y'all both running full speed, that hurts. Mm. It hurts. Right. And you both run each other full speed. You got to hit a lineman. It hurts. But but my but my will is built because I wanted to win that battle. So I always had the opportunity. I'm like, yo, I want to win this battle, and I'm going to make this tackle. I'm going to make this play, and I'm going to shut down. I want my team to win. So because I want to win, I got to do what sucks. And being a linebacker, you always have to take on fullbacks, tight ends, and linemen. Nine times that's hitting bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? So you had to always run into them full speed. And so the first couple of times, you'd be like, shit. But after a while, you'd be like, I'm about to kill this big motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like that your mind, your will is built. And I didn't, I didn't know, I obviously didn't know, didn't know the science behind that. But now I know like, yeah. okay, that's how I was able to do that. Conditioning. You don't want to do the conditioning, bro. Like the, the uh, conditioning test for um, football, when I got to college, uh, I played the acronym before I went to Hampton. It was 16 110s. 16 110s doesn't sound that bad, no, but, it's terrible. but it's timed. Yeah, so, yeah, fit, yeah. like, right. you got to run 16 110s. You get a 30 to 45 second break. And I swear, man, I'm 45. They did not give us 45 seconds. It was like, once this group was done, that group was done. Hey, on the line, linebackers, mm-hmm. God dang it. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> when, I, when I was doing track, we used to do one, one, 100s, we used to do 200s, and your recovery was the walk back. And you had a certain time. So if you did your 200 and say you did it in 28 seconds, you couldn't go slower than 28 seconds. So you had to, you didn't wow. want to go out and try to like, you know, be a hero because you knew you had seven more. You know what ooh, I mean? Ooh, so ooh that's a mental game because it's like you don't want to get, you don't want to run too slow either because you want to get better. Yeah. Right. So it really gave you the freedom to decide. How good you want to be? How, how, yeah, how much do you want to push yourself? Oh, okay. yeah. so I like we would that. Do the, we would do the walkbacks or walk the. the I'm telling you, those walkbacks used to be like, boop. You <laughs> right back at it. Yeah. So, what was your race? So I did the I did short sprints. Okay. Um, I was not very good in the open sprints, but I but I excelled in the relay. It took me a, it took me some time to get to my top speed, so I, I did better at the four by one when I was in college. Okay. We um, almost made it to nationals. We almost qualified for nationals. Is that B Dub, right? It's at BW, Wallace, yeah. And uh, the the year that we had like our best shot, 
Um, I had really bad shin splints and I fractured my foot. And then our anchor leg, um, something happened. I think he had a concussion or he, something. He was because he was also the running back for the football team. <laughs> right. yeah, we had a concussion from track when he falls. Look, I was at an indoor meet and I saw he did. He he had a concussion. I don't know what happened. He gave me the baton. I, when I turned, when I went around the first turn, yeah. I heard like ooh, and there was a there was like a a pillar right off the side of the track, in the eighth lane. He fell. He went like sliding. I think he hit it, but it was like a bunch of ooh and an on. I never knew that could happen in the track, but yeah, we um, and that was my last year. That was my last year competing running track. Um, good times. <laughs> Brandon, how important is running and conditioning? Speaking of track yep. and stuff like that, how important is that for a boxer? Top five, top five, easy. Top five most important things. Yeah. Because if you can't run, if you can't run from somebody for a duration of the time that it would that a fight would be, you don't have any business punching at them either. Mm. Like literally, literally thinking about it, like if you can't run away from somebody the whole time of a fight, you have no business trying to throw a punch at them. You'll gas out. Oh, you will gas out. I watch it happen all the time. <laughs> That's how we know. Okay, this guy ain't doing this role work. Yeah, he's not on the rope. He's not. Um, he, he's not running. Don't, legs is giving out. Yeah, you know things like that. Now, mind you, you know the running. You you can listen to some of the old school guys. Some of them didn't run, but they would get their conditioning with a lot of sparring. So they would practice how they compete all okay. the time. But for the most part, you want them legs strong. So you gotta run. I always say we gotta run. We gotta jump that rope. I'm curious how you um, how you initially assess someone who comes in. Uh, whether it was their 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 parent that signed mm-hmm. them up or someone that comes in like yeah I want to you know box blah 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 how like like especially your first maybe the first encounter how are you assessing how are you assessing them I try to have conversations with them just to kind of see what their um, what their thought processes are when I ask them certain things um, I want to see of course if they pay attention to detail if they can listen. Because some mm-hmm. people hear you a lot. A lot of people hear you. They don't. A lot of people don't listen. And um, always uh, come back to it and saying, "Well, if you were a good listener, I wouldn't have to keep repeating myself." <laughs> right. So I listen because I listen very well. So I like to see if they listen. Um, then um, you know we just kind of see how they move. You know I try not to. Say okay, this person is the one that's gonna have it, or this person is never gonna get it. I never want to go to the extreme. Always kind of, and very fair. Let's let's approach this thing from the middle. But if I got a person that just has a really difficult time processing information, I say okay, this one's gonna be a, it's gonna be some work. Yeah. Question. So like, <laughs> speaking of work, now I've seen you like push your push your clients to like the the max like mm-hmm. I don't know like exactly because I'm just trying I'm still training but I'm watching how you kind of like will push them you'll have them going rounds and rounds and rounds you basically you make them go until like they stop basically mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and and I, y'all see how calm Brandon is I don't know who this guy is because <laughs> because when he in that when he boxing and when he training his guys one, he has a lot of control over his punches because he's because he's not unleashing, unloading on the guys. He had he has he has a lot of control of like 
the, the velocity that he's hitting these guys with, but he's challenging them, like pushing them, right? I see him go rounds and rounds and rounds, and, and they're getting tired, and he's and he been the main one in the thing. <laughs> so, like, how do you how do you get guys to basically buy into that type of rigorous training? By showing them that I can do it. Because mm. if I can do it, you can do it. It's really that simple. Because I, especially if you're younger than me, it's, that's when I get real hard on them. I'm like, man, dude, like, I got 12, 15, 16 years on you, dude. You better do this. But to be, to be very fair, it's about survival. I like to always tell people, because you know I also um, personal train as well. Mm. So my thing is, if this was a life or death situation, would you really stop? So that's how I spar. I say, if somebody had a gun in my head and said, hey man, if you don't go out there for this next round, I'm gonna blow your head off. Would I really say, you know what, go ahead and pull the trigger? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I ain't got it, just blow me away. I'm Figure it out. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, mind you, over the years of this practice, I don't have to give myself that talk anymore, but through action and working with my guys and girls, um, I show them that, like, this is life or death. Like, what if you was, you know, locked off in the alley somewhere and you had to fight me? Yeah. You know, and mind you, this is something you want to do, so show me you want to do it. So we mm -hmm. usually go until one of us say, okay, let's go be it. You know, we might go a couple more rounds or whatever, but there's been times, and uh, James has even seen it, like, I've cut the clock off. <laughs> um, I've... You you know, we'll go into somebody have to sit down. Um, but it's more mental preparation than anything. Because, you know, nine times out of ten, they'll never fight that long. You know, we yeah. know that. But I want you to be ready to be able to fight that long if it was a life or death situation. So a lot of my um a lot of my philosophy or approach to it is survival. You gotta be able to survive. So my experience in working with uh, coaches of combat sports is that they're very calm, like mm -hmm. for the most part. But it's like it's like an inner beast in them, like uh, a strong style. We had this guy named uh, Marcus. Marcus is so cool, so mm -hmm. calm, chill, like just like yourself. Very cool, very calm. But I remember one time Jessica, I was uh, was fighting. She had just gotten to the UFC and she was fighting a girl. And she was choking the girl, and the girl wouldn't tap. And Marcus was like, drag her fucking face across the cage. And he, <laughs> he was like, I'm like, Marcus said this? He like, drag her fucking face. And she drug her face, and that girl started tapping immediately. And I was like, I'm like, that's an inner beast. How are you guys able to tame, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you can speak for yourself. How are you able to tame your inner beast and... You know what I'm saying, and be able to still unleash it when you need to. Man, it's discipline, man. That's uh, that's the thing that I feel like not only did boxing save my life, it taught me a lot of discipline. You know, discipline and knowing what you're capable of, but giving enough for the situation. You know, um, yeah, if we got some guys that we don't really too much care about, maybe more of that beast comes out because there's no reason to pull it back. Yeah. When you're working with, you know, your people, um, my job isn't to overwhelm them. It's to help learn. It's to get you mentally prepared, physically prepared, but it's to help you learn at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. So really the boxing is a discipline. It's a lifestyle. 
You know, it's a lot of things you have to change lifestyle-wise to uh, have any success in boxing, whether it be um, minimum or higher. And um, the guys that have the most success usually have the most amount of discipline as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I just had this conversation this recently with a buddy of mine who is from he's from Cleveland. Um, you know, he's got a, a boxing background, and mm -hmm. he uh, and we both we both work in an elementary school okay. in, in Cleveland. Um, you get you get a good mix of of kids like background wise now, um, but I remember him saying that uh, he was he was just thinking like, man, my my life would have been so different had I been introduced to boxing at a younger age and the amount of trouble. And he was, like, bouncing from school to school. And, um, and he'll tell you, he's got a, a, a decorated past. Uh, he's seen a lot. He's experienced a lot. And, but, I mean, he's at a good place now. Um, but the amount of, uh, like, the reach... Uh, for someone like you who gets a chance to work with kids, even if it's a, a couple kids who mm -hmm. you could have completely uh, changed the trajectory of their life because they're learning. You know, I, I did sports growing up, yeah. but and I, don't, I don't know when I actually learned like the concept of discipline and focus. Um, but with boxing, like you said, it's like if you don't learn those quickly, you get you can get your head knocked off quickly. Yeah. Um, so those are like extremely key, especially at a young age, to learn. Um, I think it's great what you're doing. Yeah, it's, a, it's an immediate consequence. That's the beauty about boxing. Mm. <laughs> right. Immediate consequence. <laughs> you know, um, it's an immediate consequence and or if you think about the lack of discipline. Mm. And, like, um, I've had conversations with uh, with Jay plenty of times when, when a guy isn't in control of his emotions, we already got you. Yeah. Already got you because you're not disciplining your emotions. You're going to react off emotions instead of logic. And um, anybody that's in the boxing game will tell you, man, boxing is a thinking man's game. It looks brutal. It looks, oh, you know, you're hitting people all upside the head. Man, it's a thinking man's game. Very much so. Good. That was a good point you brought up there, Chad. Brandon, do you apply what you learn? Because I feel like, I mean, myself, I know how the little time that I did spend, you know, fighting and sparring or whatever, do do you apply those certain lessons to your everyday life that you you know what I'm saying that you learn from the ring or hundred percent, hundred percent. It man, there's so many ways you can approach that, but to keep it to keep it brief, I can make anything in life just about relate to boxing in some type mm. of way. So. Um, a lot of the folks that I work with, they say, um, you know, I'm good with like metaphors and, you know, making things relate. So whatever your background is and you have an issue, question, whatever it is, when it comes to boxing, I can make them relate. So I, I just take it and flip it on the other side and um, I practice it in life. And the, and the cool thing about boxing is you can find out a lot about a person and how they live outside the gym when they start boxing. You find a lot about them. Like you can find out, of course, if somebody's not a good listener, um, if they're not a very disciplined person, if they um, lack the focus or whatever, you can say, oh, okay, well, this is a person that probably likes to call off from work a lot. Or this is a person that um, likes to yell at their kids a lot. You wanna know how? Because they're not used to taking order. They're not used to taking any direction. They're used to a one-way street, just like I told y'all earlier, with 
how order or direction or a command is supposed to go, right? So, um, so yeah, man, I, man, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I would, I would say. <clears throat> My first time sparring, I, I wanted to give up. Like, I was like, oh, man, 30 seconds in, I wanted to quit. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm, t- I'm exhausted. Because <laughs> I think I had, like, an adrenaline dump or whatever. Like, I felt like you probably was so tense and you in there sparring. It, you know what I'm saying? I was so tense. Like, the first 30 seconds, it's like, coach, I'm, 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 I'm coaching. I need to take a break. He was like, bro, he said, you can't. <laughs> but he, was like, you can't. he said, if you quit now, you will quit in everything you do for the rest of your life. And I was just like, so you either have this minute 30 seconds that's left or you got the rest of your life to be a quitter and you know and you have to know that you quit and deal and just quit and i was like damn and that and that kind of like resonated with me like and that's that stuck with me bro like i'll never forget that moment and, and i think that like anybody who who does that or does boxing or any type of combat or any, anything that takes or requires a requires a a gut check basically mm-hmm. yeah. you learn about yourself and then you can apply that to whatever like um I know you talked about it, bro, but, you know, I'm putting you on blast. You know what I'm saying? You said you're going to do this marathon with me, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the thing about, man, the, the, man, let me tell you the reason why I rock with Jay is a lot, of, a lot of it is because even what he just said now, like, just things resonating with him, man. He's a very motivational dude, man. He don't even realize it. It's like, I swear it's on accident. <laughs> but um, I, I got another client that um, she, ran a, she ran a half a marathon. And I said, shit, man, you know, because I'm already used to motivating her. She ran a half a marathon, run a full marathon. And she went on and did it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, I kind of was like, eh, all right. Where you at? 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 Where you So the best thing about uh, my man here, he's like, man, you know, I hate running. I'm gonna do a marathon, and he's serious. He's put. I'm, I'm watching him put in the work. Everything he's saying he's gonna do, he's gonna do it. So I'm like, man, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do it too. I don't know exactly when because he's already, uh, you know, he's already training for the Cleveland Marathon. But I will run a marathon this year in 2024. Let's get it. And got it. Got, got it. got it on air. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, and he's the type of person. He said it. He gonna do it. So, so we gonna do it. So, several several years ago, James and I used to train together. Okay. And I remember one particular day, um, he he roundhouse kicked my quad. <laughs> I was my, playing. My, he said he was playing, but my quad did not play around. No, I didn't play. <laughs> so, what would it take? For you and James to get in the ring and pay back for me. <laughs> Why you want this man? <laughs> hey, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. I was a, I was, I was a sitting duck. I was minding my own business. Oh, that's not uh-huh. how that he worked. Knew, he knew good and well. I was I, playing I with you, bro. That I, I had nothing to do. I had nothing to do with what he just did. What he did, and he knew I couldn't do anything back. Mm-hmm. Without significant. Well, he didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know, you might. Oh, he knew that. No, I didn't. I just was playing with you, bro. That my leg, Charlie horse in such a way. (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, oh. So, so let me tell you this. I will say, experience aside, they do make weight classes for a reason, and I'm very respectful of weight classes. This is a guy that has at least fifty pounds on. 
<laughs> and I, I, I appreciate that, man. But just At know, I, I would never test this man. I would never, <laughs> I would never test this man, bro. I don't want no smoke. Man. That might be, that might be a good. Smoke, man. Be an, uh, but, an but, but Chad, but Chad, but because you just, hey, we gonna have to, we gotta, if, whatever you feeling about towards me, we, make, we can settle. You it, like man. a celebrity, can, a non celebrity. We can settle match. it, man. We can settle. Whatever Listen, you want to settle, we, man. We, Why we, you want to fight we, with we me, bro? We can do it. We can. He holding on to it. I ain't know he felt this type of way. Calling you out right now. Ping pong. Uh, you play ping pong? I actually do. I'm about to say, baseball background, you got to play I ping pong. What about pickleball? That's the new thing. So right? I've never played pickleball. That's the new What Everybody yeah. on that pickleball shit. Yeah. I, I kind of, I think this might be my year to get into pickleball. I started, I picked up a tennis racket for the first time in years okay. this past summer. Okay. And, and then my buddy was like, no, you got to, he just, my buddy just moved back from Florida. He said, man, everybody plays pickleball. Everybody. Every, and it doesn't matter what you look like, you know. And that's the one with the short Racket, kind of like a. Yeah. It's a so it looks it almost looks like a paddle. Right, right, paddle. And yeah. the court is uh, is like the tennis court, but it's condensed, gotcha. so it's like cut in half yeah. on both sides. And yeah, I, I've never played it, but but uh, it's, but it's some like people thing. are getting injured on that pickleball court. Though. Isn't a lot of yeah, old... they they I've heard I've heard like uh-uh. of like. A lot of pickleball injuries. Yeah, a lot of singers. Specific pickleball pickleball injuries, which I don't know what that could be, but. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. Have you, have you have you suffered any significant uh, injuries, whether it be boxing or baseball? So you want to know what's crazy, um, man? My first was it my first year or second year ever playing baseball? Uh, we're warming up. Everybody's you know throwing, playing catch, whatever. And for whatever reason, this guy throws the ball from at least. Now mind you, I was a kid, so it seemed like it was. 50 miles away, it's probably like 100 feet away, hit me in the eye with a baseball. And that mark stayed with me for like two years, man. And um, it, it fractured my orbital, you know. Dang. Yeah, it did all that. Mind you, I'm eight years old, nine years old or something like that. So that was the first ever sports injury I had. But luckily throughout all of uh, middle school, uh, high school, uh, travel teams, boxing, I've never really had major injuries. Now, I've had a broken nose before. Um, I actually fought in the gloves with a broken nose. That's mm. what's crazy. Mm. I fought in the, I fought in the glove, gloves with a broken nose. Um, <laughs> one of my guys, um, sparring guys, um, well, he's, 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 he's a big time in my eyes, but his name is Thomas Matisse. He hit me with a right hand so goddamn clean <laughs> that I can remember it was like he said I, man I felt that through my elbow I said what the hell do you think I felt <laughs> <laughs> but um Thomas Matisse is he still undefeated no he's um no he's not undefeated but uh he's he's definitely doing his thing he fights some man that, that dude cause he got he, a belt right now don't he yeah yeah he fights some tough guys man yeah he does um, man he's that's a, that's a guy I really respect um, coming out of coming out of Cleveland area. Bro, I'm talking about a grinder. I seen this dude bagging groceries, bro. Bagging groceries, mm. bro. To see him bagging groceries mm. while he was fighting, trying to come up. Yeah, mm. yeah. He was bagging groceries, bro. And then next thing you know, I seen him Louis Vuitton belt. <laughs> I like to see, I say, I say, okay, okay, yeah, I see. That man, that man was smart, man. I was, I was like, um, let's get it. I was fortunate enough to be um, up under their gym for a couple years, and uh, yeah, I, I watched him. 
uh, Montana Love, uh, Raynell Williams. I watched these guys grind. That was that was real motivation. That was a that was a pivotal point in my um, in my career, so to say, too, because you know I'm on the tail end. I'm watching these guys, you know, put in all this work. And I'm like, damn, I gotta keep up with this. Yeah. You know, it's making you think like, man, should I stray away, whatever? But man, I I really gotta gotta really tip my hat off to them guys, man, because they 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 really grind for what they for what they achieve. Man. That's what's up. Yeah. I, I love to see it. I love yeah, to man. see. I, it. I was fortunate enough to see it, man. Yeah, I'm you very, right there. Very fortunate enough to see it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. It, it's it's because you you know what you can tell championship. Uh, mentality and people. You can see it in them. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was very fortunate when I was a strong style. Uh, Stipe was there. Yeah. Stipe Yeltsin, mm-hmm. the, the first heavyweight, like, one the, who probably at, for a while was the best heavyweight in the UFC. When I tell you, this dude was scary, bro. I'm talking about That's scared. Awesome. Man, he about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Biggest head you ever gonna see. Big broad shoulders. And I'm talking about man, you know, you like you kind you you probably can attest to this, Brandon. He one of them guys, like when he punch you, it make a sound. Yeah, yeah. It's like doom, 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 doom. It sounds like he hit the when he yeah, hit people, bro, it's it be like boom, it'd be loud. I was like, ooh. He was probably going into burning buildings with ooh, all equipment. Ooh, I'm like, <laughs> hey, bro, bro, one time I had a chance to spar steeper, right? I had a chance to spar, so that's how you happened. So this day I'm killing. I didn't man, I didn't drop two dudes. Oh, I'm having man. I'm feeling real good. <laughs> I'm feeling real good. So you know, it usually be like once you get your four, three or four rounds in, you done for the day. Like, mm-hmm. that's it, right? But I was feeling fresh. Stipe came in. Just da, da, actually, he's feeling good. He was like, yo, I'm uh, he, he's ready. He's like, he said he's ready. So he stepped up. I was like, oh, that's my time. <laughs> you had a chance, man. You had a chance. I was like, I did my three rounds. I'm out of here. Oh, hey, hey, the dude, he sparred at the dude that he, bruh. He beat the dog shit out of him. Oh, yeah. I was like, James, you a smart nigga today. Because I think people sleep on him. Like, he, he has good footwork. So, like, he punched dude, boom, boom, with a combo, spent around. Dude was about to fall. He hit him again to stand him up. I said, God oh, damn. Mm. I said, damn. Oh. I said, damn. I said, ooh, yeah. He's boy. operating on another free Yeah, he was, on, he's, yeah. he was like, pop, 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 pop. Dude was about to fall. He's like, hit him again, slid his ass up. I said, whew. I said, you oh, a man. smart nigga today, James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, man, listen, bro, I respect the game. Like, I'm not going to act like I'm just the world-class ass beater. I ain't no bitch. But I just was like, yo, I'm not at that level yet. I'm not right, at a level right. to be sparring it's with levels, Stipe. Man. Yeah, it's levels, it's levels bro. bro. He he didn't even, when he boxed spar, he used to have to bring in professional boxers yeah, to spar sure. with him. Like, for sure. Like, it was cool. But 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 back to the point, like I feel like championship dudes have championship mentality, and you probably can see it. You can tell by their discipline. You can tell by their work ethic. They're usually the last guys in the gym. They're usually somewhere watching film. They usually just have certain qualities about them, you know what I'm saying, that you see differently. Like, what was, like, what stood out to you about those guys that you were with? Because you mentioned some champions. Like, so yeah. what stood out to you about how they're, how they prepared and how they did their thing? Man, they approached it like it was a job, man. And that's mm. what, you, you got to respect that because you know how many people don't want to go to work. Mm. So I know it was days where they didn't want to be there, but you couldn't tell because they're going to operate like, look, man, this is what I do. See, people throw that term around, man. This is what I do around. Like, I really watch these guys. Like, this is what they do. Mm. So, 
you know, just the way they approached every single thing that we had to do. Like even just jumping rope, they didn't shut, they didn't shortchange themselves with anything. They didn't, um, they didn't take anything for granted. Any, no minute was wasted in the gym. So I said, look, man, um, if this is what it takes to have some success, and I want, I'm not saying I'm gonna be this world champion or anything like that, but I at least gotta practice what they practice. Mm. So um, being able to say, see that day in and day out, you you adopt that, you adopt that that aura yeah. of approaching this, <clears throat> of approaching this like you have to do it. But it's something that you obviously are volunteering to do it. Nobody's making them do anything. But they really approached it like this is what I have to do. So um definitely uh tip my hat off to them guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so <clears throat> is there you got any other questions? Um I'm I'm still waiting to get an answer on this whole match. This, this, no, I mean, this he, match. we got an answer, bro. We not about to have no revenge match. We went from you, that to pickleball, and you got, I'm not really satisfied. You, you got to fight your own, Brandon. Don't you got to fight your own battles? You do have to fight, fight your own, own battles, bro. So if you gonna, so, if you want to, yeah, but sometimes somebody needs to come through on behalf. And well, pay but I don't understand why you're trying to do that. No, you bro. Be a money maker. Trying to pay for an assassin. Yeah, trying to pay assassin. Sell tickets. Yeah, bro, you, talk, you, we you, can, you dirty, bro. We can raise dirty, money for bro. the youth. You dirty, man. You, that's dirty. Oh, no, they don't, they don't want to see us too. Oh, yeah, man. We trying to build something. Speaking of which, um, <clears throat> me and Brandon are actually collaborating on a project together since you're trying to okay. divide and conquer. Yeah. We got to I'm, not, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm, I'm building up. <laughs> oh, you're building up. The I'm building up. There yeah. You go. <laughs> no, bro. We, so, so there's a bigger picture here. I don't know you see it. I don't know. I don't see it. So yeah, I know I'm not talking to you. This is what we're doing. So <laughs> so Brandon and I, we, we decided to come together and, and start a class at the gym. Uh, I think um, his style of boxing, he's very cerebral. He's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. I think my, my CrossFit background, my conditioning background, we're going to combine those two things. Basically, you're going to do boxing with him, conditioning with me. We're going to switch, work with the kids and stuff like that, man. Um not well, kids, but kids and adults, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're available. But we decided to make this a class. Yeah. And we're going to have a demo February 3rd. So, Brandon, can you tell the people, just give them a little preview of what they're going to be getting? Man, I, so, man, I've been approached with doing a class or the concept of doing a class for at least three or four years. And, you know, as a, a true boxing coach, like, I always tell people I'm not just a guy holding this, like, I coach, like, I talk about strategy, the conditioning part, everything that a coach should provide. And I just was always so turned off from the idea of a class. So my man Jay said, look, man, you know, we should get together, you know, uh, do our class thing. And I said, man, you know what? And that's probably the best thing he could have told me is because now I don't have to focus on the, the, the particulars of boxing, mm -hmm. right? Man, we about to get people in dog shape right now to be able to do like he was saying, like, man, if somebody wanted to spar 15 rounds, okay, let's make sure you're in dog shape for it, right? Because I'm watching my man, he's a beast in the gym, right? So, obviously, I'm a beast at what I'm doing is what I'm what I've been told. Man, we combine this together. What people can expect for this, man, it, I'm not going to lie, man. It's, it's, it's no pity pat. We're going to make it user-friendly still. But 
it, I'm telling you, man, this this is gonna be something where it's gonna really test to see if you really want to be in shape or not. Yeah, like, Chad. That, that's that's so why don't you show up to fight camp. Yeah, fight camp, man. The demo is going February third. I'll get to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like from what I've seen that that this man can do and how I can help, is is it's, it's, it's not gonna be a class like y'all can tell you that. Nice. And that's February 3rd. Is this the same, similar with Bridget? No, me and Bridget sound different. Different. totally different. Yeah. yeah we, we had a same gym, right? You guys yeah, know Yeah, we had Bridget on the show la- last week. And she's a, you know, am- amongst many things, she's a yoga yoga instructor. Hey, man, I got kids. We <laughs> said we would go to her yoga, her yoga class. Okay. How was, the, how was the class, James? I didn't go. I forgot. Oh, okay. All right. That, that, yeah, he, he that's, what, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring this up, set me up. Yeah, I, I forgot, which is cool. You know I, I, I started doing yoga about uh, two weeks ago. Okay. All right. Actually, I, that, I, I that, like it. So, it's hard as hell, right? It is hard. And, 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 yeah, and yeah Brandon was doing it, so he started doing it, too. I was actually doing yoga yesterday. Yeah. I, um, I feel like every class I'm going to is high yoga. <laughs> and I, I She said she kept it at 87. It was hot in there. Matter of fact, she, she, uh, she didn't put me on blast, but she did like bring she she addressed the heat. Okay. For me in front of the whole class, she's like, yeah, "It's hot in your ain't chat." I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. And I was dripping. Uh, I, uh, for the first time today, I was able to uh, do a particular stretch that I haven't been able to do. I'm not even sure if I ever was able to do it, and I did it today. So I, I could see a quick benefit. Uh, and, and and I will say like any sport you're doing, um, whether it's whether you're doing yoga, whether you're just doing um, um, daily stretching or whatever you're like, whatever you're doing, th- th- that's so important, mm-hmm. especially in ma- not just maintaining your, your strength, but to limit um, or even prevent injury. Yeah. You know, I think I probably dealt with a lot of knee and hip issues. Especially with you running out. Yeah, I got to um, I got to incorporate at least one day of yoga. I got to. I, I mean, I feel because today I yeah. felt my hips, my knees. I was like, oh, yeah. I see now. Now I see what Chad talking we about. We got. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're familiar with like the world of CrossFit. Um, he's retired now, but um, like the Michael Jordan of CrossFit um, mm-hmm. was uh, Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier, mm-hmm. and he had an, an Olympic lifting background before he got into CrossFit. But he would, I think he would do a day every week like eight hours like a work day full of stretching and recovery which is yeah he would do a full day anyway it it would be i mean stretch i mean it would mix in different things but it was all for recovery um but man but he need bro he needed he needed though because he he trained three times a day yeah so he would get up in the morning and do like i think what did he say he did like like his running workouts in the morning Afternoon, he do track workouts and then no, no. So he did, yeah, track workouts in the morning. Afternoon, do like a crossfit workout and then in the evenings he do heavy lifting. That's a lot. The guy, the guy you just sent me today, or not today, maybe a day or two ago. Um, the BSN owner. Yeah, I, and his name the, is escaping me, escaping me right bro, now. Bro, he's so jacked, bro. His he body was crazy. Bro. I think he was at the time. He was the first person to ever, I want to say, run a sub five minute mile in the same day that he. Uh, back squatted five hundred plus pounds. 
I'm doing it. I'm doing. I see. I already. I already. I already. I already said I'm a power. I'm doing a public competition and I'm gonna do this marathon. So it's not. You know what else he does? Now I got cycles too. Yeah, I've been trying to get him. In a I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it, man. When the, when, when, like, when the weather break, when the weather break. So, <clears throat> Brandon. So like you and I, we had these conversations a lot of times. I'm gonna kind of like, now. Now we we are our end. We can get a little little little, little real. So <laughs> let's get let's get real. Let's get, to it. let's get to it. So so um, you've you you do a lot. You work a lot with. Um, Males and females, you know what I'm saying. Males and females. How are you able to to communicate and coach female clients? Because I know it's different than working with male clients. How are you able to work with them differently? Man, so the thing is, I, I give you both sides because um, there is a side of me that still treats the women like I treat the men. I don't treat a woman like a man but I treat them both the same, right? But there's another side of actually knowing the difference and how they receive things emotionally is when it's like, okay, now it's time to pull back just a little bit. Now with guys, I don't pull back. If yeah. anything, I try to go farther, right? But with women, I, I get them to that point and right before they're about to break, that's when I pull back. Because I don't want to break them. To be honest with you, I don't want to break anybody. But I will say, coaching women, I enjoy coaching women because they they pay attention to form and detail. Yeah, I will say that too, yep. And James can probably attest to this as far as, like, you know, being a personal trainer. Like, form is everything when, you, when you're exercising. Yeah. And when, when you have a woman that wants to do it the right way, I'm talking about it's picture perfect form squat form uh shoulder press form whatever it is and it's the same thing with boxing like i got i got my ladies they approach it like okay i'm not approaching it with a male ego show me what you know okay cool let me show you what i know and they do it to a t right but there is being that it's a combat sport there is a certain amount of um how can I say it? Um, I don't want to use the wrong word, but there's a certain there's a certain thing you have to have where you can't let you being a woman get in the way. So I treat them like I treat them the exact same. Pride, pride, pride. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I definitely would say um, I'm not that guy that panders to one to women because I'm not approaching it with a, a bargaining ship. I need you to be just as much of a dog as these guys. And I want to see you dog out some women, too. And if you dog out a man, that's even better. I've had that happen before. Uh, one of my ladies dogged out a man, and it and it, it made him feel like, damn, like, what's going on? Like, I, I, I could see it in his face. But... In return, he probably he, hated women anyway. Uh, he probably well, hated women. <laughs> 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 to get to that point, I'll, I'll tell you this though: he came back full circle and said, "You know what? I'm ready to listen to you some more." Yeah, I bet. You know, yeah, I because bet. now, if you had any type of macho man <laughs> egoness yeah. in you, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Because which, which, to your point earlier, how boxing has those immediate consequences. Immediate. I mean, all you have to do is listen yeah. to what I was talking about. Yeah. That's the thing, because the thing about, like I said, with women, they go, listen, 
when they really want to listen, they're going to listen. And they're going to do it the exact same way that you showed them. So that's why I actually, I, I enjoy um, working with the ladies as far as boxing. You know, um, he's seen a couple of my ladies that uh, compete. And um, shoot, they, they in there mixing it up with the guys. But you cannot impose the physicality on the ladies because we are different. But I do feel like we can be equal in the mind. So let's push our minds to that to that uh, next level. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the one thing I, I, I don't like about training women is always they have some, not always, but a lot of times they have this lame boyfriend, spouse, or somebody that yeah, interferes, that that, yeah. like, that yeah. always got something to say about their training. Like, that's the one thing I hate. And they just be, like, speaking negative or being against them or, or, then they, or they feel like they can train them. I'll be like... Mm-hmm. Like I be like, bro, like your dude cannot train you better than me. Like, don't even, no. don't even get that twisted. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's probably insecure or something. But like, I don't even want to say that. I just be like, man, just know that I'm certified. I know what I'm doing, and you're in good hands. Like, and if he feels some type of way, you should tell him to come up here now, and he can come train with you. Cause I be do like, a challenge. yeah, I, no, I be like, first do, of do all, do a trainer boy versus. No, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. First of all, it's a joke. I know, first but all, I just know, man. These dudes be so sensitive. You, 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 listen, listen, though. It's been done. Listen, listen to me. Don't you guys remember the show Average Joes? Yeah. yeah. When they would have these guys coming in, and they would be playing playing against professional athletes. And getting smashed. Exactly. Smashed. Yeah, getting smashed. And I don't even want to do that. But I, I just feel like, um, yeah, you just... You need to just trust the process, man. Trust that, like, like first of all, your woman get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. So, so you know she coming to here get up, cause and and y'all doing something that she want to do. Right. I'll make her to do something she don't want to do. So you know she getting on my nerves. I don't want this lady, man. <laughs> I don't want this lady. I don't want this lady, man. It's always like with guys like that. It's like, all right, if you feel like she don't need a personal trainer, then. You shouldn't even have let get to that point anyway. If you're so good at, oh, I can do it, or you should have tried it. You shouldn't have let her find out that, oh, yeah, this guy Jay know what he's talking about. Like, I, he know what he's doing. I need a trainer. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, like it, you should have been nipped that in the bud if that was the case. But they don't have the consistency we do. We get up at the crack <laughs> every day. Every day. I'm, I'm curious what some of these guys are saying. Man, they just really just be uh, derogatory and negative towards them. Just and they feel like like they can do what we can do. You know what I'm saying? And I be like, that's coming. And, that's coming to you, or is that from the woman? It's from the woman. The woman usually reports, which 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 I tell you guys. It's a grand assault too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's a, but, grand, it's a lot of grand, grand. for a fact. Yeah, but I, I would just tell. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I would just always tell the guy. But I have heard guys yeah. literally come up to me and say, hey, man, "Yeah, my girl can't train with you or can't come to the gym." I said, "I said why, bro? You be working out with your shirt off." I said, "Bro, you send you." I work out with my shirt off. I'm not sitting there with your wife with my shirt off, training her, like rubbing her back, like good right, job. Yeah, like yeah. what? The, what do you think, think this is? is? Think this is? I'm not. You work out your shirt off. Yeah, I'm working out. Do you see? You think your wife can keep up with my workouts? Your girl keep up with my workouts? Like no. Well, either one of you had. Um, I know you. I know you. I, I know this answer for you at least for uh, for the CrossFit side of things. Have you guys had couples that you've trained? Yeah, I've had it. it. It never lasts, though. It never lasts. Couples be hard, huh? Yeah, couples is real hard, man. It never lasts. Cause they be competing against each other. Yeah, yeah. 
And then let me create something. Like, I, I don't know. It's weird, bro. You don't want to be in the middle of that. That's what I'm saying. Definitely yeah. don't. Yeah. Definitely yeah. don't, man. Yes. All right. All right. We're going to let you go with this one, bro. So what advice would you give uh, a, a young person or anybody who's trying to get into this game as far as, like, Boxing, coaching, and personal training, because because like you're you're a hybrid. Like most guys, they either do one or the other, but you have a, a, a hybrid approach. So how are you? So what advice you give someone who wants to do the same thing or similar to what you're doing? Oh man, um, my first my first piece of advice would be: don't give anybody anything that you're not willing to do yourself. Mm. You can't you you can't be that guy and try to try things out on people. If you're not willing to do it yourself, don't don't even bother crossing over into this lane. Um, but to keep to keep advice in general, man, if somebody really wants to get into it, just know that you can. Take the time to learn, read, learn the body, learn different exercises. Um, another thing that I actually would say with anybody, if you want to learn something, man, sit up under somebody that knows it already. You know, man, preach, man. Um, it's, it, it's no shame in saying, okay, this person knows more than me. So let me just sit back and listen. You know, this is real cliche. Two, two ears, one mouth, man. Listen twice as much as you speak. Mm. And also with the eyes, watch. So that's just that paying attention to detail thing. So if this is something you want, the, the responsibility you want with um, teaching or training, Really, you have to really want to help people genuinely, not just approach it as a money maker or um, this is just a way I'm gonna put food on my table. Like you really have to want to help people, and that really starts with before before you have the idea of wanting to train. Um, I don't think people that don't want to see people win will ever make good trainers because you have mm. you have a lot of people that can work out like a mug. Mm. And I'm talking about they, they're killing it in the gym for themselves and they can't train somebody to save their life because they approach things or approach people like, well, I, shit, man, I could, I could lift 500 pounds. You're supposed to be able to do it right now, too. Man, it's their first day, man. Let them, let them crawl before they walk, walk before they run. It's a process. You got to have a lot of patience with people and dealing with different personalities and you know, if you're a person that gets easily ticked off, man, that, that game ain't for you because you go have people that are going to test you mentally. But um, but I, I say, man, be be a person that's genuine and really wanting to see people win because that's one thing that I can, I can truly say about myself and um, everybody else at the gym we uh, work at the vault. Man, everybody wants to see everybody win. Like, there's plenty of times where somebody's client is over there kind of struggling and then another trainer say hey man you know kind of give them a a a, a little pat like come on like let's go you know i'm not getting any money from this person this this person is my client but i want to see them win they're up under our house so i want to see them win and i want to see people win period like anybody yeah it doesn't it doesn't throw any shade on on what i got going on because it's not going to get in the way i'm already striving for what i'm striving for anyway well, we, well, we want to see you in. And matter of fact, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to create this platform for you and for a lot of people we've been blessed to have on the show um, is to spotlight you 
and you do, you're doing a lot of great things. Um, great. We appreciate, appreciate what you're doing in the city. We appreciate the example you're setting, the opportunity that people can um, can learn not just you know not just getting involved in boxing and taking it however far they want, but the some of those key principles that will benefit anyone beyond the realm of the ring is you know discipline, focus, being able to listen, being slow to speak, slow to anger. Um, even just the idea of the immediate consequence. Yeah. I think that's that that's that's something key that I took um, for folks that again want to be more connected to what you're doing mm-hmm. um, and learn more about the challenge you guys are doing on February 3rd. How can they uh, for our listeners? How can they follow you on social media? Um, QWBT two one six. That's quality work boxing training. Um, I've I'm not the best with social media, but I'm getting there. Like, that's another thing is just being around guys um, that are really pumping their brand and, and you know, just kind of crawling out of the the shadows. I, I think I, I, this is kind of like side note topic. I think that we need to do set up something where we as trainers at the vault <clears throat> maybe pay or pitch in and um, get us some social media help. Like we need somebody okay. to, to do yeah, like yeah, our yeah, recording yeah. and videos and stuff yeah. for us. I think if we did that, we can kind of we'll we'll blow up oh, because man, that's, that's stratosphere right there. Because yeah. we do so much good work, we get so much results. Like it's literally the house results. And I feel like if we really just took the time and got together and just had some and paid like a social media person to come in and like mm-hmm. work with us in a group setting, yeah. man, we'd be we we can psh, go that's out of here. Yeah, that's just because I'm all about collaboration. I feel yeah, like collaboration. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so let's take that. Let's take that as a charge. If you're listening out there, you're watching, and that might be you, or you know somebody. Hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. Yeah, us if you're willing to come work with us, man, we'll Check pay. Brandon directly. If you want to reach out to our uh, our podcast page, uh, fresh, fresh and fit. Yeah, fresh and fit pod on Instagram. Hey, um, we not letting go of the name. All right, y'all keep not, playing with oh, us. We're oh, not. We're not gonna. Keep playing with us, man. We ain't letting go of the name. And y'all listen. You know, not, not, you know what's up. You know what's up with us, bro. You know what's up with us. I'm like, go. <laughs> well, Brandon, man, thanks, brother, for coming through, man. Appreciate your knowledge, man, and your wealth of knowledge and just being a great guy, great character guy, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate Thank the you. opportunity, y'all. Yeah, and we out just like that. Yeah. Bam. Cool.